welcome to today's episode of We Were Just Thinking. I'm Elena. And I'm Shaylin, and we're here to rant, be better, tell you what we're into, think, show gratitude, and send you off with a thought to ponder. This is our fourth episode, and we appreciate the feedback we keep getting from you all as we keep trying to get the hang of this whole podcast thing. There is so much to explore. If you've been here before, thanks for coming back. If you're new, thank you for tuning in and giving us a chance. We'd like to start with a rant to get some feelings I'm sure many of us can relate to out, then work up to solutions later on in the episode. And last time the whole rant was basically you, <laughs> this time the whole rant's basically me. Uh, my rant is going to be all about vacation. Um, I've always felt like taking time away is a necessity, and vacations where you just kind of work the whole time is not what I'm talking about. We intended to do this podcast from the beach, so that's why this topic's about vacation. But And we're true to our rant because we <laughs> did nothing. Yeah, we did nothing work-related, so I'm really proud of us for that. Um, vacation's just truly a time where you should connect with a person or nature or, you know, whatever it is that you're choosing to do and disconnect from the online technically connected world. Um, and I just thought like sitting on the beach, listening to the waves, reading a book, um, was just a great way to unwind and relax. And when I got back, obviously I had like a head funk of getting back into the swing of things because, you know, it's so nice to sleep in every day and go to the beach and not really worry about anything except sunscreen and making sure you have your hat. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then you come back and you're like, oh my gosh, I had to get up at, you know, 5.30, And, you know, get back in action. 6.52. Right. <laughs> the last minute that you can, you know, get yourself together. And so I went to... Um, Googling it, <laughs> and I found this article by Thrillist, and um, according to them, Americans actually don't get many vacation days to start with, and we get the least of any developed country, and the average American gets 10 days of paid vacation time, um, but we're actually not legally required to get any, and that was mind-blowing to me because I think, well, maybe I should definitely be more thankful for my vacation days, which... A lot of us have built-in vacations, you know? Yeah. But we're not taking the days that we're allotted, you know? And I know teacher world's a little different. Like, if we're on spring break, we have that time off. But we we don't actually use our sick or personal days um, as Americans. And um, countries in the European Union are required, required, at least 25 paid vacation days. Um, and I thought, okay, now we're talking, you know? And even as a teacher, yeah, we have a lot of break time, but when we use our own personal days, like in North Carolina, it costs us $50 for the day to miss the work. So I understand partly why some people aren't, because they're called paid vacation time, but they're, they're not. They're actually charging vacation time. Yeah. <laughs> so that's and kind of interesting. And you still kind of have to work as a teacher to. Oh, yeah. Take and a if day. you're going to be out, you're, it's not where someone just picks up your slack. Like you have to have a plan for being out. Like I have jury duty coming up, and I'm already working on plans because. You have to have so much stuff ready for someone to fill your shoes. Um, so, truthfully, I think teachers don't miss because it's harder to be out. It really is. Like, it's crazy. Um, and 23% of Americans used all of their paid vacation days. And this, this data is from 2016, so hopefully it was better in the past two years. But um, And that just makes us a bunch of workaholics. And it just... 
made me think like I'm guilty of that too. Like I don't use all of my personal days every year. And again, I know our profession's a little unique in that we have some built-in breaks, but even when I'm sick, I find myself thinking, okay, well, I don't have a temperature. I'm not, you know, vomiting or having to sit on the toilet the whole time. Like I should just go because I have to think about putting in an absence at 3 a.m. and making sure I get a substitute. And I'm like, you can't even be sick. You're like watching to see if you're going to get a substitute or making mm-hmm. sure you're communicating with the 50 people each day that you interact with to mm-hmm. let them know that you're not going to be there. So I'm sure other professions have, you know, these types of constraints too. But I thought it was funny that it said last year, uh, so this again was 2016, there was a collective 662 million vacation days that were unused in the United States. And that was actually by the a study that did, the U.S. Travel Association did. And I thought, oh my gosh, like, that's our culture. If we distributed those days to everyone, like we, you know, could really make something magical happen. But, and like I said earlier, it could be due to company culture or like the field you're in, the more you work, the more respected you are. I think that is very true in teaching as well. It's kind of frowned upon for you to miss school and you kind of sometimes get the side eye if you've inconvenienced someone else. And I think that's the true problem is when you're out, you're often inconvenienced someone else or inconveniencing someone else. And therefore, there's a little bit of resentment that's coming on because you've put more on their plate. Well, but I feel like that comes from the fact that we are are biting off more than we can chew consistently. Oh, yeah. All of us. So as a work culture, we don't have a sustainable, realistic, manageable workflow. We're all, like, stretched too thin all the time. So... This contributes to, like, if you don't use your days and then you're cranky for two weeks, you're (laughs) also putting it on somebody else. Right. You know? And when I worked in finance, I I feel like I've been on both sides of this. When I worked in finance, I just absolutely did not want to miss because I knew that I was going to be so far behind on my deals when I came back to work. Mm -hmm. And I also knew that on the days that I was out, I was going to miss out on some deals and other people were going to have to work those deals for me because, you know, the business side never stopped. Mm -hmm. So I knew they were picking up my, you know, so to speak slack by being out. And then I knew how that felt because when they were out, you know, I was having to do the same thing for them. And, but if we had paid time off, that would be less of an issue because if we all did it at the same time or were prepared for it, or built that into our expectations of ourselves and each other, it would be so much better. Well, and this was paid time off. It just inconvenienced the rest of your team, you know? But I still feel like you should always feel like you could take your vacation days. And I think that's part of the culture problem is you have these days and they act like you're so lucky to have them. It's such a privilege, you know? But at the same time, if we're all fearful to take them for whatever the reason may be, or we just choose not to because we're also fearful of falling behind or not be not being viewed as someone who's dedicated to work or things like that, then we're still contributing to the problem instead of making it better. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like this mind game mm-hmm. that employers are playing with employees and maybe that employees are playing with themselves. I don't know to not take those days. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I get all of those are legitimate, but I feel like the true problem for me with off days is technology has totally changed the way we work, Mm -hmm. even in teaching, like 
you are constantly connected and it's almost impossible to explain, well, I was off so I didn't know or I wasn't here so I didn't see that. Like even when you're off, I'm quoting in the air, you're still checking email, you're still looking at Google Docs, you're still getting texts mm-hmm. or calls from people who are just trying to bug you. And I know it's because they need something from you, but I can honestly say I would never bother someone that was on time off. Like if you're sick and you called in, then that means that you're not capable of hanging today, you know? Or if you're on vacation, I wouldn't want you to feel like you needed to think about work or think about your deals or think about how far you're going to be behind or any of that. And and that's what you were saying. Like, I feel like if we had that mutual respect on a global level within companies and within fields that it would be received a lot differently. Yeah. We don't value time off or vacation as a necessity. No. And it is. Yeah. And I think right now, and of course, again, technology is why we hear so much more about mental health issues and things like that. They've always existed. This is not new, you know, but you see it on Facebook. You see it on all of the news sites. You, It's just much more in your face, which I think we could even say is a little bit of a blessing because then you're more aware of it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you've got to take time for yourself. You've got to put yourself first sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I know that statistically, you know, women are very bad about that. Like, we, I've read studies about how women, you know, don't take themselves to the doctors, but they push their husbands to go to the doctors and they make sure their kids are always going to the doctors. And they oftentimes, you know, don't take care of themselves. In fact, when I was at my annual appointment a couple of weeks ago, the lady that was sitting beside me said, well, you know, I'm just now coming back. I haven't been here in five years because I wanted to wait until my oldest child was old enough to babysit so I could take an afternoon appointment. And I thought, holy hell, like that, you know, five years, your whole reproductive system could be in bad shape, you know, like, and, and I get that we, we are typically caretakers. And I know that, you know, a lot of studies say that men often don't take care of themselves for other reasons because they feel like they kind of can't be out of commission because they're the providers, you know, the majority of the time, if you will. And all of those things are completely valid. I see the rationale in people's minds, you know, even when I take my dog, like when, Monday, Walter's going to have surgery. On Wednesday, Zoe's going to have her teeth cleaned. And it's inconvenient to, like, reschedule your life to make those things happen. But they're important. Mm -hmm. And if you don't take them, you're going to pay the ultimate price. Mm -hmm. Your employer is going to pay the ultimate price. Like, I don't know why they think us missing school is a big deal or anybody missing work is a big deal. Because, like you said, if you come back and you're in a bad mood and you really needed time off, or you didn't get to go grieve when you had a family member pass that wasn't an immediate family member. or It harms all of us. Yeah, you know, it, it's a toxic culture, and that's what we're swimming in most of the time well, anyway. And if somebody comes to work with an infection, <laughs> yeah, for weeks, I have pink eye, but I'm here. I'm like, no, please goodbye. do not come <laughs> Yes, there. like, why would you do that? Well, I've got strep. My God, like, go, go home! <laughs> Like, we constantly, as teachers, I'm sure if you're a teacher and you're listening, you're like, oh my gosh, yes. Because you can't get away from this Petri dish of gross. People don't go home for lice anymore either, did you know No, yeah, I know. It's like, it's okay to have a knit. Well, I'm like, okay, that's still lice. Like, let's, (laughs) let's be proactive and not let that happen. And it's, those are the types of things where it's a cultural reflection of our priorities, you know? Like, and it, it just makes 
when I was reading these things, I just thought, oh my gosh, this is so true. I have fallen prey to this. Like, I think, okay, well, you know, I don't have a fever. I'm going to go. <laughs> or like these weird things that, you know, with John at work, he would never have to choose, which of course he has the work from home option. Other people have a work from home option. But a lot of people that I know in my life would not think twice about going to work if they had a stomach virus. Like, Teachers often complain that we don't get to go to the restroom until the kids leave in the afternoon anyway. But not to get too, dra- too graphic. No, I know like, exactly where you're going. You can't teach school with diarrhea or vomiting. And I know that, like, you know, if you have morning sickness, a lot of teachers still come to school and, you know, puke for the first three hours. But it, it's just not, that's not the shape you should be in when they want you to come in and do your best. Like... And it's strange that we play these mind games with ourselves of talking ourselves out of taking a day off. It really is Out of fear of the next day or fear of, you know, your image, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like when people, I feel like they put, I I could be wrong that it's not other fields too, but I think definitely teachers are put in the role of being a parent. And it's not, it's not, you're not a parent, you know? And parents, yeah, when you're sick, you're still a dad. (laughs) You yeah, know? but when I'm sick, I'm a teacher, you know? Yeah. Um, and I definitely think this ties into kind of what I was thinking this week, too, about um, on a daily basis, just slowing down enough to take care of yourself regularly, cooking, exercising, whatever you need to do, taking time every day to take a break. And those things, I was thinking about that this week, that feels like a luxury to me. Um, it doesn't feel like a necessity. And even though I've been working on it for years to try to prioritize those things, I still struggle with feeling guilty if I like stop and cook on a weeknight when there's stuff to do for work. And I think the connectivity is a piece of that too because I feel like, oh, well, I could get on my laptop and write some lesson plans tonight or, oh, I could bring home my bag and grade some papers or... I can make some gorgeous crap for my TPT store. Yes. (laughs) When, like, I haven't worked out in a month, I ate shit all day. Like, (laughs) you know? And I I mostly ate that because I was stressed. (laughs) Yeah, and because it's faster. Right. Yeah. And, and I feel guilty doing things that are necessary. Like, there is something wrong. I mean, that's me personally, too. But mm-hmm. I don't think culture supports that in any way. Right. In my current environment. I'm not sure if that's other fields. So if it is other fields, we'd love to get some feedback from people listening mm-hmm. if you experience the same thing. And what you do to kind of fix that. Like, I need ideas. Yeah. And I, I know that, you know, everyone loves to say, well, you're a teacher. You get the whole summer off. Um, and I'm like, yeah, we do. But you, unless you make the actual decision to not let teaching be your life, then teaching is your life. So that's probably one of the most annoying things that anybody can say to a teacher. Um, so make note of that to you guys at home, but they don't realize like you're working on the weekends you're working every night. You're checking your email before you go to school. And I know other people are doing that too for different reasons, but most of the people in those fields aren't making, you know, crap money for the days they do work. And I'm sorry, <laughs> but their pace during the day cannot compete with 22 six-year-olds. Right. <laughs> How many questions are you asked in a day? Yeah. Can you go to the bathroom without somebody knocking on the door? No. Even stay-at-home moms always talk about, oh, it's so hard. Like, 
imagine 22 22 and every adult anywhere expects you to know everything about all 22 of them and their families and their academic status like it's (laughs) well and parents i always appreciate this parents are like i just don't see how you do it and i love that they realize that but then i think that it gets into kind of what we're talking about here too technology like i use remind.com to communicate with families and at night sometimes at nine o'clock at night They'll send me a message on Remind, which thankfully that's an app. I don't have notifications enabled. I'm not alerted whenever it's time, but it's still like you're always available. Mm -hmm. Like you get that I have a hard day. You get that it's a busy profession. You get all this stuff, but you're still going to message me at 9 p.m. You know, and I'm like, what? That brings me into a whole nother. Tap the brakes. Like boundaries with tech. Like people have issues with that. Right. Like to me, that's obviously so inappropriate yeah to message your child's teacher at 9 p.m like not okay yeah (laughs) and but clearly that's an issue because I've had a lot of teachers Mm -hmm. say something about that but also there's like a lot of people in my life who I would think that that was rude yeah there's a very small circle of people who can call me after nine o'clock right you know and but people don't think like that it's like I'll just text at 1 a.m. Like, no, it doesn't work that way. You know what I mean? Like, well, and that's kind of why I wanted to blend with like your day off versus a vacation. Like I feel like we have to control what we can control. And for me, that was, I took work email off of my phone. I know that's not possible for everybody. And it's definitely gotten me in a heap of poop before because I really should have been reading an email at 1030 at night, but I wasn't going to do that anyway. And that's because I really have drawn those boundaries. And if anybody has a problem with, you know, me not knowing about a piece of information when I get to work in the morning, I'll, that's, I'm comfortable saying that now. And I know not every profession can do that and not every person can do that, but that's where you respect my personal time, you know, and I, I come to school a little bit early so I can read my emails and that way I can start my day with that. Um, but yeah, any application that I use or whatever, I just turn notifications off because then I'm not alerted. It, what they need doesn't become my emergency. It doesn't become the topic of what I'm thinking. And last week when we were on vacation, I did get a few messages and I thought, why are they messaging me on spring break? But I didn't know that they messaged me until I got home and you know, it was time to start the work week again, because again, I wasn't checking Mm -hmm. and I didn't have alerts. Mm -hmm. So the ultimate rant, and we kind of blended in to do it better because we gave some ideas, but just take a break, go on vacation. It's truly a non-negotiable because your health is at stake. And I mean, physical, mental, emotional, all, all of your health is at stake. And I think your families pay the price when you are not well rested or, you know, your brain hasn't had a break, your friends pay the price, you know, and, and you pay the price financially as well, because then when you are completely exhausted and you have to go to the physician, there you go, you're paying that price as well. Mm -hmm. Um, so I see a ton of these Instagrams probably (laughs) motivating and exhausting at the same time, but it says, you know, work 90 hours a week for what you want type of talk. Like hustle. Right. Yeah. But ultimately, you know, though you might advance at work, all the other parts of your being in life, as well as those in your life, like other people are struggling because they're never getting the best you. Mm -hmm. And I know that people like Elon Musk, like, that it's amazing. Like, yes, you've achieved so much and you're so wealthy because of all of your hard work and all of these things. But I, I really feel that if you sat down with him and you had a conversation that he would probably say other parts of his life aren't where they want, where he would like them to be because of those sacrifices. Mm -hmm. And everybody has different goals and likes different things. So I'm all for that. But mine is not to be consumed by work forever, always. Yeah. And to not, 
you know, for it not to be an accident. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, oh, you're inspired by that, so you set a goal and you meet it, and then how many sacrifices did you make, and you're not even really sure if that goal was worthwhile to you. Right. Like, one of my favorite quotes was from a Bob Goff book, but it basically said something along the lines of, I'm not afraid of being successful. I'm afraid of being successful at the wrong things. Right. Because you can do so many different things and you could be really good at all of them. But like, what are you giving up? Right. And are you being intentional? And I think our culture is definitely so like fast. We always talk about this book, but essentialism says that. Yeah. When you're saying yes to things that you're not really into, you're saying no by default to things that you might be. Yeah, and, and I I agree with that. We need downtime uh, so badly to be able to discern that too. It's like if you have no time to yourself, you don't even have a a space to think about what do I want to be doing. You yeah. know, if you're just so fast, you're always recuperating from yeah today. Yeah, and and when we do take time, it's like we're dead all yeah. by then. <laughs> so you sleep for six hours. Of the day. Six hours. Yeah. <laughs> of the day. You know what I mean? Right. Like, not in addition to at night. I didn't oh, okay. Yeah. Like, like you sleep six hours of your day away because you're so exhausted. You're yeah. one day off and you still have errands to do because you don't, we don't create enough space in our lives. I feel like that's right. the main, and it's so hard to do with consistency. Well, it's hard to prioritize too when you're you're feeling like your life's a guilt trip. Yes, like, that's what I'm saying. I can't take off because I, all these people are counting on me. I can't do this because well, this person's going to be upset or, you know, like that, none of those things are worrying about yourself. Yeah. And relationships sometimes I think function the same way. It's like, you got to see somebody twice a week when like you could see them once a month and your relationship would be even more meaningful because you're present for it. Like, do you mean like dating relationships? No, like oh. family. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't family, know if you could no, <laughs> go no, on no, a no, date no, a month. <laughs> no, 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 not dating. I was like, I don't know if that would be good, but I, I knew what you were talking about. But yeah, I agree. And I think even with coworkers, like we are, again, our profession is totally different. But every now and then when things get tense in the office, you know, if someone's out, it's kind of nice. Like, yes. <laughs> and I'm sure they feel that way about me too. Like, yes. Um, you know, they... When I worked in finance, I'm sure they were probably like, okay, cool. One less person in this aisle of cubicles, you know, like it's quieter. It's this, it's this, you know. And you need a break from so many uh, chefs in the kitchen. Well, and our, like, again, our profession is so different. So I know that and I accept that. But it's interesting to work in a room by yourself all day long. But then when you're going to be out, 15 people are inconvenienced. Like, (laughs) How does that happen? Like, I don't even understand. It's because we do so much. I'm like, when I'm there, I might not even see these people in person. But when I'm out, I've somehow, like, ruined their life. It's... Yeah, because whoever's in your place is going to ask 750 questions. And they right. won't know what time to do anything because our day is so nuanced. I mean... Well, I have really good sub plans. And I feel yeah, but... like if they read them, they'll know what to do. But, but think about it. I mean... We know that three minutes matters. Oh, yeah. Substitutes don't realize that. You can get a lot done in three minutes. (laughs) My my sister-in-law, I heard her explaining to a long-term substitute, like, how to get out of recess and into lunch. And the tea, I mean, the sub had no clue what she was saying. Yeah. And my sister-in-law had no clue that she didn't get it. And sub is a hard (laughs) word. Like, it is. I can't imagine being a different teacher every day. Like, I think that that's so challenging. Yeah. Every school has their own funky ways of doing stuff. You yes. know, like, it's just totally crazy, and mm-hmm. I get it. But I also 
feel like leaving work at work is another way to take a break. Like if you can't go on a physical vacation or you can't miss a day of work, then I think that disconnecting. Yeah. You have to, you have to do it at home. You do. And you have to like, so for example, for me, that was no more teacher bag. Now my teacher bag has things that I want to bring home to store, like in their correct topic cubby, or it transfers <laughs> my lunch or it has like Tylenol and, you know, it's basically yeah. like a big work purse. Um, that's kind of where we're at. I don't bring home stuff that's going to loom over me because I used to stay until like six o'clock and then I'd come home and then I'd have a big bag of crap to do. And then I would realize nine times out of 10, I never even looked at it. Yeah. I have like a system so, of things that point? I bring home that are like, cause I really like, <laughs> I really hate grading writing. So yeah. I'll like keep all the writing together and bring the home bag back and forth and just do like one or two if I feel like it like while I'm watching a show or something. Right. I only do the stuff I feel like on my own time now. Yeah, um, and that's that's your way of feeling like you kind of had a break. You know what I yeah. mean? There's no time frame on it. Yeah. So definitely, if you have any free time during the day, get your stuff done. I know that that happens, you know, to me sometimes, but I um, definitely use my planning period, and sometimes I don't eat lunch, you know, with the whole team um, because I feel like we only have that one 45-minute and 30-minute period and I really like to make the most of that time so I can come home and not have things that I need to do or feel like I have them looming over me. I can totally unwind from the day after that. Um, and sometimes that can make me and people in other fields and other professions seem a little antisocial because you're kind of prioritizing getting things done versus, you know, spending time with your team. But, like, but <clears throat> are you friends, though? I mean, yeah. we are. We get along. Fine. But do I want to prioritize the relationships with them over my health? Like, no. And especially not on a daily basis. Like, yes, I want positive working relationships with my coworkers. Sure. I love teamwork, personally. But I, I want it to be working relationships. I'm not there <laughs> to be friends with people. Yeah. Like, y yes, I want to be their friend. But... At what cost? You know, we're already overextended. I'm not going to waste another 30 minutes just talking. Right. Unless that serves our team in some way. You know, like... Well, yeah. And we kind of talked about this last time. Like, you have this free time built into the day, which oftentimes it's not free. We already, you know, meet a few days a week. So I always make sure I'm at the meetings. I always, you know, I'm engaged when I'm there. But on the days that we're not having those meetings, I really prioritize any loose ends that I need to tie up. So I don't have to worry about taking them home with me mm -hmm. or I don't have to worry about, you know, having some sort of inconvenience or if an emergency came up and I had to miss tomorrow, I could be engaged in the emergency versus is everything okay at school? Yeah. And all of that's a mindset shift, you know, mm -hmm. like you have to work on that for sure. Um, and some cultures that you work in are just toxic and it's hard to let yourself think freely like that because that's not the culture that you're living in day to day. Yeah. And if you set yourself up, we've like, been there. Yeah. And people like want to talk too, like just socialize sometimes right. and then you feel like a jerk but like if I'm working if somebody else is working I would feel so rude to just go up to them and interrupt what they're doing especially right. in a, a school setting knowing how often you get interrupted I think people should really be more considerate of that in schools personally I do too and I honestly I kind of attribute that to we only have this 40 minutes or this 30 minutes and other people are trying to 
prioritize as well, but they might need like your help to do that. So they're having to interrupt because it's the only time we're all available to talk. You know what I mean? And so I try to be understanding about that too. And yes. I'm not antisocial. I, I just like to put if, first things first. I don't mind if it's work-related interviews. I'm talking about people oh, just yeah. want like social chatting. Yeah. Shoot the shit. Yeah, like, no, go away. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Come back at 3.30. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, yes. Right. Because I have 22 little people who want to tell me about their life. Exactly. And I need to save myself for them, you know? Like, yeah. Your ears can only hear so much each day. Yeah, and they <laughs> need me and you don't. So maybe we could have summed all of this up with get a pair of earplugs <laughs> and lay down in a quiet room. <laughs> maybe that. You don't need a beach. You just need to do it. Dark but ultimately, just take a break. Yes. Give yourself what you need, and that looks different for everybody, but do it. It's Oh, it's I also go offline sometimes do. and tell everybody, I'm not going to answer my phone tomorrow. Right. Yeah. This weekend, I'm going to be out of touch. Yep. Everything's okay. That's important. I always like to know that from friends. I put it on but, a... Um, I've put it on my voicemail before, too. Yeah. And I'm not on social media, so <laughs> my friends have to tell me, like, directly. Not going to be in touch this weekend. Not going to respond to texts and things like that or emails, whatever. And that way, you know, I won't be worried about you. But I um, I think that's great. I feel like oh, when gosh. you need to get away, like, you can stay local and get away. Yes. Like, if you, you only can do tune it out the like world. 24 hours. Right. It's awesome to not check your devices. Like, whoo. Yeah. Love it. And so whatever that means to you is what you should do. I feel like that's how you can sum that up because Agreed. not everybody has the same needs. And I, I know that too, but I'm not going to lie. Last week sitting on the beach, oh my like gosh. that was I, best. nothing tops that for me. I, I was even sitting just like people watching, listening to the waves come in and like feeling the sun on my skin. Like that is what speaks to me. Mm-hmm. I like, was telling somebody at work <laughs> that. Like, we had such a good time, and partially because we're both very interested in doing nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, sometimes we would get so in, like, vacation mode that even at dinner we'd just be, like, silent. Space out. <laughs> <laughs> Which I love so much. <laughs> yeah, we would, I mean, there were times where we were just, like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just staring off at the face, and I was happy to sit here and thing. Sigh, yeah. Being on vacation. And you think of like girlfriends as being like, which we definitely we do. do our yeah, share. sure. <laughs> and we and we enjoyed that part too. Yeah. And on the beach, like you know, you might read a book, and I'd be listening to music, or mm-hmm. I, you know, I'd read, and you were like reading, or we were watching people, or and we'd chat every now and then. But truthfully, even though we were sitting side by side, like sometimes we didn't really talk a ton. Like we were just soaking it up, you yeah. know. Yeah. And and that's good too. Like that's part of why I travel alone a lot too, is because then I'm like, I can just totally veg out and be fine, you know? So do whatever works for you. And that kind of sums up our rant and do it better. Like the rant is people need to be doing it, do it better, do what works for you. Encourage it, (laughs) model it. Yeah. Let's create that culture. Try to be the change in your workplace that sets the tone that it's okay for people to, you know, embrace their needs and yes, take a break. Yes. Um, so cool. Well, speaking of vacation, Here's some things I'm into because I'm definitely into vacation. And summer break's right around the corner and I have trips coming up. So I'm definitely thinking about what I'm into. <laughs> um, I am into the mini keto cheesecakes. I have a recipe down below. It's super easy to make. But you're going to want to stock up on cream cheese before you <laughs> get started because um, you're going to want to make way more than five, I can already tell you. So start with ten and see what you think. Um, but anyway, they're just so puffy and delicious 
and you can keep them in the fridge for like a week, I would say probably, or you could freeze them as well and then just let them thaw out. But I didn't do any crusts. I just did the cheesecake in these silicone baking molds and they were so good. So mm. I'm going to make some more today. I have to stop by the store I for good cheese. Yeah, super easy recipe. You don't need any fancy Instapot, blender, immersion, whatever's like literally just mix it up I used a hand mixer but I'm pretty sure you could even if you soften your cream cheese enough I think you could probably even use like a hand whisk if you have oh, one okay. or something like that cool. um yeah I don't have any fancy tools at home except a multifunction blender so maybe I'll try that who knows <laughs> um but I also love cream cheese so I didn't even care if there were chunks of cream cheese in it because that was just good for me if you don't like that then you would obviously just blend it a little more um and also I recently tried Amazon now grocery delivery and I well, first of all, to be completely transparent, I didn't even know that I was doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I tried it on that. I, yeah, I knew I didn't want to do Amazon Prime uh, Pantry because for whatever reason, I can't ever fill a box correctly to like get the max bang for your buck. So I went on and I got on the Whole Foods tab because normally that's one of the grocery stores I have to go to and I was trying to speed up the process, you know, and yeah. <clears throat> I was just putting stuff in the cart. And what I thought in my head that I was doing was I thought I was picking all the groceries that they were going to shop for me for, and then put it in a locker outside of Whole Foods. And I was going to go pick up my groceries. Mm -hmm. Well, turns out when I got to the checkout, it was like the fee is free for two hour delivery because you spent more than $35. And I was like, what? <laughs> Mind you, this is Sunday. Two I hours? looked like total trash. <laughs> I was like, someone's going to be at my house in two hours and I'm not going to know about it. So once I checked out, they actually delivered it. And it's so awesome. All they did was send a message that said your order's being prepared. And then they sent a message saying your order's ready to deliver. And then it sent a message that said your order has been delivered. So you just make a note of where you want your groceries delivered. They didn't knock. They didn't call. They didn't. I mean, it is completely independent of having to be involved in the process and they put they, it all at the door. side door. Yep. Oh and my gosh. I, I was obviously home. I mean, I, you know, with a two hour range, most people could get back home and, you know, do it or they deliver all the way till 10 o'clock at night. I wonder how you get so, that job of just driving people's groceries <laughs> till 10 o'clock at night. So even if you have like a crazy work schedule, you know, you can make it happen, but they have a two hour window delivery range. Um, so mine was from four to six. So I just wanted to make sure I was, <laughs> not looking how I looked then at that range. But you never had to see the person. No, I didn't know. But I didn't know that was going to happen because this was, you know, the first time. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And then you can tip the person. And so so even with fresh the tip. That way? Yeah. So that was the thing. And I will be, because I know we're working on like less waste and, you know, really getting engaged in the getting woke to the planet, even though I feel like such an idiot when I say that word. But yes, I, and this is Earth Day week still technically, so I want to make sure that I say that. The cool part is they brought it all in paper bags. Okay. The downside, which I totally get where they're coming from, I don't know if there's a better other option, um, but they had like bubble wrap insulated things for the cold stuff, mm -hmm. um, and that's not recyclable. So there is a little bit of waste involved in it mm -hmm. but if you really wanted to reuse it I honestly think that those insulated bags that they have you could use as an insulated tote like they're super durable quality 
And I give it back to them? think they that's what I was going to ask. I was going to call and see if they reuse those. The only reason I think they might not is there's like an adhesive strip that they've torn off to like fold over. Mm-hmm. Um, and so sometimes they rip, you know, because of the adhesive. I wonder if you could note that you don't want yours in that. I thought about that too because there are some notes. Um, but I, I could see that that's a liability for them too. Like if they just drop off your groceries and then you say, ah, my milk was hot, you know, like yeah. if you, cause they're mean, not you making specifically put a note in there. That right. That's why I'm thinking it's probably okay if you try to note, but since you don't make contact with the human, mm-hmm. I could see that, you know, people might take advantage of that. So just wanted to give both sides of the coin there. Yeah, I think it was yeah. amazing and I will do it much, much more. Um, <laughs> I am not done with that. And then for anybody who might be wondering what those lockers outside of Whole Foods or um, Green Life, if you used to have one of those that got purchased by Whole Foods, those are actually not grocery lockers. Those are for Amazon Prime deliveries to people who do not have addresses to receive Amazon Prime packages. Mm. <laughs> those are not grocery lockers. Did they so. take Amazon returns at Whole Foods? I don't know. Hmm. To ship them back, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, so the lockers for delivery, like if you have an apartment that requires like a gate entrance and you know you have to pick up your packages a weird way, or maybe you're between residences and you have a delivery or something, um, you can just send them there um, for free and then they give you a code. Uh, this is what the Whole Foods people told me. They give you a code and all you do is punch in the code. You don't even have to interact with a human when you go to the locker either. I wonder either. if I can do This whole that human thing I'm is really getting obsolete. <laughs> <laughs> I know. How do I get these jobs where I just like deliver something and don't talk can to I, anyone? Can I be like a robot too, please? <laughs> right. So, so super cool. Definitely recommend it. I, I think it's if a great idea. Available where I live. You put, live pretty close to Whole Foods, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, but it's available in different areas. So I don't know. When we get done recording. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, definitely check it out. Um, <clears throat> And it's the entire store at your whole finger at your fingertips. Okay, it's my turn. So the thing I'm into right now is making cold brew coffee at home. Um, I have a pitcher that I got at Target. It is so convenient and it saves me a lot of Starbucks drive-through money. Yeah. Um, it's really easy to make a lot of coffee at once and just leave it in the fridge, which I really like because then I can just sort of get it when I want it and have as much as I want ready to go. Um, I love well, not it. right now because you broke your coffee maker. Well, uh, <laughs> I have that. My French press is what broke, but I still have my cold brew pitcher. Okay. So I was making cold brew. I got it from, uh, what's her name? The Pioneer Woman, Reed Drummond. Mm-hmm. She does it like in a big bowl with a cheesecloth. And, uh, I did all that stuff at first. It was so much work. <laughs> but it was so delicious. More power to you, Dory. Yeah. <laughs> it was so delicious, though, that I was like, I'm going to figure out an easier way to do this and like stumbled upon a cold brew pitcher which um now that it's warming up is my new favorite thing again i mean i did it last year too but it's so nice if you haven't tried it try it the only problem i run into is cold brew is 99 percent of the time not decaf you make your own well right but like if i do want it out because i don't usually want cold if I do want it out, they're like, oh, we don't have decaf cold brew. I'm like, okay, <laughs> fine, get it. I'll make it at home. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah, I definitely could try that at home. Also, tacos. Obviously, last week when we were at the beach, I <laughs> wanted to eat at this Mexican place that I love there. Um, and I had really good. literally 10 tacos. But, <laughs> um, I'm fine by that. Um, you can get them in a lettuce wrap. But <clears throat> tacos are, like, my favorite. And then, of course, mixed with the margarita is even better. But all types of Mexican food speaks to me. Like ice cream kind of speaks to some other people. But 
on vacation, I could start with a latte, and I think you did have a cold brew when we were at Center Street. Oh my gosh, yes, it was very good. Um, and then just sip it. We literally sipped coffee on the beach, cold coffee, mind you, on the beach the whole day. <laughs> I had all of these envisions of day drinking, but all we did was more like day latte sipping. And it, was, <laughs> it was totally fine. And then we topped the nights off with tacos and margaritas or whatever type of cocktail we wanted. Corona. And I felt like that was a spa day, really. So. Oh, gosh. <laughs> the beach was heaven. That was one of my best vacations. Yeah. It was just nice to get away. Yeah. Until I almost broke my neck when I fell down the stairs. <laughs> Yeah. To all of you at home, I'm and okay. And off of her bicycle. I just have a few, yes, I have a few bruises from Twice. my tumble down the stairs. <laughs> my bicycle, uh, first of all, the people who rented the home to us were very gracious in letting us use their cruisers. Yes, thank you. And they were awesome cruisers, but the seat was way too high on my bike. And it's a wonder I didn't split my pants break my bones in that area or that area. also break my elbow when I was falling off of it. Uh-huh. It was only the mounting that was hard. It was the mounting and the dismounting. When I was on it, it was totally fine. Uh, but yeah, I took some spills and then I missed a step and literally almost broke my body. But I'm in the totally and fine. <laughs> I'm totally fine now. Okay, it was a little scary when she fell down the stairs. Oh, it was a little scary, yes. I had to take a moment to see if I was... I froze like a deer in the headlights. <laughs> But I have some gnarly bruises, but everything's fine, and I don't think I hurt myself. And then I fell again at school the other day, and I'm pretty sure I flashed my underoos to my whole class. (laughs) (laughs) But thankfully, they're little and sweet, and they were only worried about my safety. But I just was standing on the side of a walk path, and it was kind of, like, degrading. And I leaned when I was motioning for the kids to scoot to the left, and I just kept falling. And all I could think was, I cannot fall on my back. I already have a ton of bruises. Oh my gosh. But maybe bad things come in threes. I slipped earlier this year in the ice. I slipped down the stairs, and then now I slipped in front of my kids. So that's three times I'm hopeful. (laughs) I'm hopeful I'm done with the falling. (laughs) (laughs) So... Speaking right. of being positive, we just put a big positive yes. spin on that. <laughs> we did. That was good of us. <laughs> toot toot. Okay, so we were just thinking about being positive. Uh, <laughs> it's easy to rant. Oh, yeah. But That's always the biggest section. <laughs> there's, it's very emotion-driven <laughs> rants. But, no, being positive. Like, I was thinking this week how thankful I am for so many different things and how how good I felt in just focusing on those even for like an hour. If I just focus on what's going well most of the time, I feel so much better. Right. And I'm more content with the in-between times if I just focus on those good things. Like, I get to work with my sister-in-law right now. This podcast is something to look forward to very often. We just went to the beach. Like, the weather's really nice. Uh, My work environment has improved dramatically in the last year um i've read a lot of interesting stuff that's really like i've been working on it long enough that it's taking effect you know and i feel that difference in my day to day and even just a year and a half ago i wasn't really in a good place so that's an understatement i was in a horrific place and now you know but look how positively you just reflected on that Uh, most of the time now though I feel pretty good you know like my mental health is in a good place right now so um, I'm really thankful for that and want to enjoy it instead of use it to like solve all the world's problems in an hour and and I like that you put like not needing everything to be perfect to enjoy it and we've talked to actually I think we hit on that in our first podcast like 
you can't wait for things to be perfect to enjoy life. Mm-hmm. That's how yes. your life ends and you haven't experienced joy. Anything. Because there's it never is. Right. And I have this quote in my classroom above my computer where I sit a lot. And it says, don't be afraid of perfection. You'll never reach it anyway. So it's like, you know, that quote, looking at it in my classroom, many times has made me be like, hmm. Like, I do love my little peeps, you know, because I get so stressed about all the other stupid stuff and I don't even enjoy the kids. And um, the same thing's true at home or, like, with my physical health. Like, my mental health is so much better. And I worry about, like, having gained weight. Well, you know, (laughs) in the grand scheme of things, it's a lot better that I've gained weight than where my health was before. Right. Even if I was 10 pounds lighter or 20 pounds lighter. Truly, like, I'm in such a better place. So trying to enjoy that and then I also started reading a book that you gave me and loaned me um why smart people hurt and Mm. the beginning of it has really spoken to me about being comfortable with neutrality because you're constantly looking for so much meaning out of life like not being okay with the nothing in between times and just I worked on that in therapy a lot with family and friendships and relationships because I have a personality that craves really meaningful deep relationships uh and was over emphasizing that and so I worked on that a lot in therapy of just being okay with like okay I might not have the most deep friendship in the world at this three months of my life or I may not have seen those people in the last week but that doesn't mean I'm never going to have that again or that I don't still have that right and I really like the idea of just like being fine with the neutral time when nothing amazing is happening and nothing um, terrible is happening. It's just day to day and that can be okay for anything good. Yeah. And not like boring or miserable or tedious. Right. Like it's just fine. I'm I feel like there's a lot of like motivational things that say don't just exist, be this, whatever this mm-hmm. is, you know. But sometimes existing is just peaceful. Yes. You can be existing neutrally and not it not be a negative thing yes I feel like. that's what i was uh, especially when you're like a really empathetic person or you're you know have high emotion or you have a busy brain like sometimes neutrality is really a place of peace yes i've been thinking about that a lot lately yeah i'm trying to just enjoy it and that's really our send-off too like appreciate what you have spend less time yearning for other things it's super hard to do that but when you are neutral and you're in those moments like you're enjoying the now, which mm-hmm. goes back to the present over perfect. Yes. Like be present when you can, because that's how people get the most of you. And that's how you share the most of you with other people. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you're not strung out, you know? Yeah. You're content. Agreed. So be content. Yeah. Be content. And I really liked how we signed off that one day. It just kind of happened that we both like said it at the same time, but you know, I really like that. Be authentically you without apologizing. Mm-hmm. You know, like you you have to own yourself mm-hmm. before other people will accept you as you are. Yes. And I, I feel like Mark Groves on Instagram is such a good like poster about things that are like, duh, but I need to do that. Yes. yes. <laughs> I like CJ Motivation. Um, he's somebody we follow. Like, it's again, it's like, duh, but yes, I need to do that. Yeah. And then we always talk about the Art of Charm, but like their podcasts are spot on all the time. Like sometimes when I'm listening in the car, like even on my way over here today, I told you I missed two exits because I was apparently driving on autopilot and engaged in their podcast. But, you know, I feel like I'm the only one they're talking to. I feel like we're in a room of three people and they're just like, Shaylin, 
blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you know, I know other people are feeling that way too. Um, and that's good. Like you have to, you have to work on you and then you have to really embrace you. And then you have to decide whether or not you want other people to accept you. Or if you don't really think that they're that important in your life for you to continue changing into who you think they want you to be. Mm. Yeah. More on that next time. Be yourself. (laughs) So be authentically you without apology. And we will see you for episode five in two weeks. Thank you for listening. Bye.